everybody, and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, Volume 3, Issue 120. You can play along with Cane and Rinse, Volume 3, and our next five issues are to feature Super Mario Sunshine, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, currently available for free in Europe as a PlayStation Plus game, at least in Europe. Uh, then it's Infamous and Infamous 2 to coincide with the release of uh, Second Son on PS4. Papo e Yo, or Papo and Yo, for the English speakers. And then it's back to Mario World, or rather Mario Galaxy, with Super Mario Galaxy and its 2010 sequel. Head to canorince.com for the full schedule. The blog, links to our forum, the merchandise stall, Facebook, Google+, Twitter and YouTube. And as always, we always ask, and some of you do, and we're very grateful when you do, please subscribe on iTunes and review, if you like, rate us too. Now, joining me, Leon Captain Fuss and Pepper Cox, in this issue, we have Darren Guru Ant Gargett. Uh, I've got to believe, is that too obvious? It's fine, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I was going to call you PJ Berry, because you kind of remind me of PJ Berry, but it's not (laughs) alliterative. I don't know why you do, you just do. And welcome, a new contributor, uh, the first appearance of what we hope will be many. Uh, you have heard his uh, interjections before as insert coins on the forum, but we welcome him now as Ryan Rami Haman from Seattle, at the home of music. <laughs> a chicken in the kitchen is making all the sound. The cake is done while we are sitting around. Ah, seafood cake comes just like a riddle. Just like one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, your name is, uh, we know, uh, there's a soccer player, footballer over over here we know called Dietmar Hamann. It's a German name, isn't it? But I don't know how you like us to pronounce it. It is. It's uh, my pronunciation anyways, is Haman, kind of like oh. the, the villain from the Jewish story of Esther. Okay. Haman, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, and thanks for all your contributions to the podcast up to this point. And uh Yes, welcome. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Welcome to the crew. Now, um, the story goes uh, that uh, Ryan expressed his interest in coming on the podcast, and it, it had already crossed my mind, um, but we needed to decide on a first appearance for him. So uh, so I, I said, you know, these are the, the podcasts we have coming up with, uh, with a spare seat. Um, which one would work for you? What games have you played? I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what you like. Um, and he said, Ryan, you said, oh, well, it just so happens um, that I used to run a Parappa the Rapper fan site. Yes, I did. It was a forum back in the day. Uh, things got a little messy around there. And so it's something I don't like to look back on all oh, that often. Dear, okay. back in, uh, <laughs> How could back a Parappa? In school or high school. Oh, you wouldn't believe the kind of drama that would emerge over the Parappa <laughs> the Rapper series. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, could you give us just a flavor without without indicting anyone? Uh, yeah, we had... Um, I'd I brought on another admin to and mm. help run the site and he got a little carried away with the power that he had been given okay yeah i know this sort of thing yeah um but so how what when did you set this up in in in, in the old days of the internet and uh, how long did it run for uh, let's see it was actually uh, it was actually something that had existed previous to me being there in a um in another forum it looks like it had been dead for a couple of years by the time that I got in and so I kind of contacted a few of the higher ups from uh, that old site and said I'd like to get this up and running again and kind of got them on board and we all kind of got our heads together and uh, kind of relaunched this forum into something new something a little bit more accessible had a nice community for maybe a year and a half or two cool 
Um, but presumably then the reason you were interested in this was because you were a fan of Parappa the Rapper, the video game, the PlayStation 1 game. Um, at, at this point, were all three games out when you got involved with this community or was it somewhere between? It was all three games were out by this point. Okay. Um, and yes, yeah, so our histories with the game, starting with, you know, the PlayStation 1 game back in 96 or 7. Um, were you a day one adopter? Were you aware of it before it came out? You know, actually, I was a little bit late to the train on this one. Um, I had, I think my first experience with it was on a PlayStation Magazine demo disc. Yeah. I remember playing the Chop Chop Master Onion stage. Yeah. Um, and I immediately fell in love with it and walked down the hill to a convenience store that was uh, kind of close to my house and picked up Um Jammer Lamy, which was oh. at one of the displays by the counter. Right. And so I played through that game um, as much as I could as a child because that is a difficult one <laughs> since beaten it but I don't think that I made it all the way through in my first playthrough no. uh, played uh, played Parappa soon after that picked it up used from GameStop and then uh, Parappa 2 was one of the main reasons that I got a PlayStation 2 yeah Lammy before Parappa unusual yeah yes. um, but yes I guess so I guess uh, I, uh, how old were you when Parappa came out then and if we may ask in, in 97 in the US uh, let's see. By the when it was first released, I would have been seven years old. Okay, um, you were born so in. It wasn't until a few years later that I that I got around to actually playing it. You were born in the nineteen nineties, weren't you? I was, yeah, nineteen ninety. God. Okay. Well done for that. Um, now, Darren Gargett. Hello. Uh, Parappa. Yes. Yes. From 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 the from the off. Yeah. Um. Like most of my. Uh, older games like Parappa the Rapper and Um Jamalami, they sort of stem from uh, a sort of a, a, a mildly bored Darren in a game shop. And I, that, that that can happen. You do get bored in a game shop, and I just started like going around the shelves, sort of like you know, because I was working part time at this point. I think a fourteen year old, like very part time weekends, you know, supervised by proper adults and I was just browsing the PlayStation shelves and I just see this sort of dog like creature sort of spinning out of control on a, on the front of her because he's sort of like a diagonal pose isn't he on the on the mm. box art I was like what, what is this I remember just popping it on and just just being completely blown away by the um, by the first level and and then I never re- I didn't really touch it for a little while because it was just like you know I'd never really played a game like that so I didn't really know what to expect from it uh, or you know, or, or how to play it really. I just remember struggling with the uh, the rhythm stuff at the top, and then it's come up again on a demo disc. Um, I can't remember where, but I think I was just flicking for a bunch of my, my friends' demo discs, and it was there again. And we just checked it out, and we just couldn't stop laughing at it because it's just so ridiculous. And at that time, I just I never really played a lot of sort of that kind of Japanese game you know it is it is so extreme in its art style and stuff that it, it just kind of just once again just took my my um, my imagination away and I was just like oh my god like I and I remember getting on with the demo a lot better than the final product which then led me go go back to the uh, the game store because I used to work there quite a few for quite a few years and um, yeah I picked it up and I, ch- I cherished it ever since I, I really clicked with it when I came back to it after the demo and then Um Jamalami, I was severely disappointed that it wasn't Prepper the Rapper. Like really, mm. really gutted that it wasn't another rap along, fun time. You know, learning to drive a car part two and stuff like that. 
Uh, but I kind of, I still remember kind of a, sort of appreciating it where they were going. Like, I wasn't, I'm not that intelligent now, but back then I was kind of like, I wasn't, wasn't articulate with my thing, with my thoughts. But it was definitely like, okay, I can sort of see where, where how they're linked and how they work. But I never, I never really got on with it because it was, I wasn't massively into the guitar genre as well. So that kind, mm. that kind of fascination for that genre of genre of music came later for me. And then Parappa the Rapper two. Uh, I've got a, quite a weird connection with this one because they the level where you're flipping the burgers and making the you know the the cheese and all that we use that as like um kind of like our own little in joke meme at another game shop many years later obviously being on PlayStation two and we'd just say to customers don't forget the cheese and they'd be like what like and it sounds really silly saying it now like you know we're like oh we got our own little jokes aren't we funny but. Yeah, we're. Uh, oh, you got to have that sort of thing when you're working in a service uh, industry. Mm. It's absolutely to get you through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had her own little quirky phrases, and I think Parappa the Rapper too. That level in particular, it was just always a phrase that we would just say to each other because flipping burgers with a German ghost man was just unbelievable. Once again, <laughs> the art direction and the just the the whole premise of the game completely just blew my mind. I was like, you, this is crazy, and yeah, it stuck with us for many years after that for me I can't remember exactly what order things happened but I remember either I played a demo or I remember one instance I was friendly with a couple of um, local uh, you know a local indie game shop uh, people and I went in one day and they were playing the instructor Mussolini uh, stage over and over again and uh, and they were saying you know we you know I remember saying you know what's this kind of game it this is seemingly a new genre it was like this was you know i'd already been into games since uh for about 17 18 19 years at this point if you go back to space invaders and they hadn't really been new genres <laughs> to you know they were all still variations on a theme and this was something i hadn't really seen before um and i think the i may have played the demo the chop chop master onion demo but certainly the that second stage got stuck in my head and I think I ended up just going back to the shop like a day later to pick up the game so I could play it for myself and th- it became a, a regular staple of when people would come round you'd show them the game and I remember my friend Jim uh, just still curses me to this day for the earworms that he still has <laughs> from 1997 um, and yeah I you know I, I loved it I had some frustrations with it which we'll, we'll talk about but overall it made me laugh it made me smile a lot it still does when i when i have uh, gone back and watched all the the songs and the cutscenes leading up to this podcast um and yeah i bought um jamalami day one and parappa the rapper two day one um and made the launch day of uh parappa the rapper two uh anana on Sha night where i played through all three games with a couple of friends and yeah, so I've got quite quite a good history with it. Desperately wanted the uh, the Parappa alarm clock that I saw featured in the magazine, but never <laughs> happened. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about merch later. But um, it is an unusual one, because normally at this point, I like to point out how smart I am by uh, by telling people all the previous examples of genres that there were before the one that, that they think was the first. <laughs> um, but in this case, there really wasn't a lot before Parappa the Rapper in this, uh, in this field. You can trace it all back to Electronic Simon, the Ralph Bayer uh, game where you press buttons in a, you know, the, it flashes a color of a sequence of colors and tones and you press the buttons in response. Um, there was uh, a, a, a dance aerobics game, which I think was on the NES, which had a, a, a kind of dancing um, interactive 
thing for it but it, it you know it didn't take off i think this was actually one where you um it was kind of like a proto bimani you know like a dance dance revolution type or dancing stage type thing um and the other one i remember which really didn't require too much rhythm it was another it was a computer game commodore 64 game called breakdance by epics the people who did uh, impossible mission and summer games and all that um and that involved basically remembering a sequence and putting in um joystick commands it was more like buster groove or buster move depending um uh, which which actually came after parappa so really um yeah parappa pretty much birthed and popularized the modern rhythm action genre i think it's fair to say and from that konami in particular made an enormous amount of money with uh yeah ddr and bimani and then obviously people like innis and harmonics took it and, and ran with it um and now we're currently in a lull but i've no doubt that um it'll it'll make another pass at some point because you know it's it's only a few years ago that everyone was talking about and playing rock band and guitar hero and and mm-hmm. properly loving it um and without parappa i don't think that would have happened so nana on shah uh, is uh, the uh, the company responsible um, set up by Masaya Matsura, the designer composer of the games? Um, Nana Onsha means seventh sound company, roughly translated. Um, Masaya Matsura um, is was a musician first and foremost. Uh, he's made up uh, to date uh, ten albums with uh, a group called Psy S, not to be confused with the other Psy, the Korean rapper. <laughs> uh, and and that band has been going, or that act. under that name has been going for over a quarter of a century Um, and he also I only just learned this today um, composed the sounds and the music for Sony's Ibo Robot Dog Pet Hmm. Um, and that was a thing for a while wasn't it Hmm. Uh, co-composer who I know far less about to say I know absolutely nothing uh, Yoshihisa Suzuki also worked on the music for these games Um, but I don't know I don't know who's kind of more responsible for the sounds and the tunes and and whatever um, was was this something that came up in in the world of Parappa the community? Suzuki is a name that you would run into a little bit less. Uh, I would imagine he was probably the one who did the music for the cutscenes, but I, I couldn't say for sure. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. I really like that stuff. It's fun. Um, and another sort of interesting facet about uh, Parappa the Rapper is that although um, you know as Darren said you know you described it as a crazy Japanese game actually the art style is by an American um, Rodney Greenblatt um, known for uh, doing album art for a Japanese band Shona Knife but also they might be giants um, and you know an artist in his own right Uh, and I remember um, you know it's a a star that's uh, fairly much unique to these games um until that is um zunami uh martin hollis goldeneye uh-huh. yeah, yeah. uh team made um bonsai barber for WiiWare, which has a <laughs> which has a similar aesthetic vibe but um yeah it's not and and i mean the other thing about it not being so overtly japanese is even the japanese version of this game uh much like something like resident evil uh, all the vocals are in English. Like w- the version we play in both the US and uh, Europe is not. It's not been redubbed by different voice artists. Those are the original Japanese tracks, but the Japanese version has uh, Japanese subtitles, which is odd. You would think it would be weird playing for Japanese people to play it with all the English language stuff, but I guess it works because of the f- the styles of music are familiar. Uh, to Japanese dudes, yeah, I guess it wasn't. From, it, it wasn't that uncommon in 
in uh, to play Japanese games with uh, English subtitles. I remember mm. importing Resident Evil Two. Uh, yeah, I know it's not a, right. a music game, but uh, yeah. they definitely had English um, voice acting with Japanese subtitles underneath. Yeah, I think in those cases it was uh, like again the familiarity with George A. Romero's zombie movies was like such that they were used to watching those with subtitles, mm. so uh, it made sense to have English. Uh, you know, fantastic English script and voice acting, <laughs> famously so. Um, and a writer is also credited um, for Parappa, and that is Gabin Ito, which is an unusual name. Uh, he's a Japanese guy. Um, also worked on Cubivore and Vib Ribbon. Now, uh, at least one person said, oh, you're doing a Nana on Shah podcast. Well, we're doing some of Nana on Shah's work. We can't possibly do it all. There is, of course, the Vib Ribbon, uh, Vib Ripple, Mojib Ribbon trilogy, one of which is almost impossible to play if you don't know Japanese um, text symbols. Uh, Moji Ribbon. Um, it would be interesting to do those games. I think a lot of people have fond memories of Vib Ribbon. Um, but yeah, sadly, they've kind of disappeared into the mists of time. It's been 10 years since the last one of those. And there's also uh, Major Miners... Uh, Majestic March. Majestic March on the Wii, which got terrible reviews and I never played. Um, and, uh, you know, in all... It's unlikely to get its own Cane and Rinse podcast, but... Um, yeah, I, I I remember when it was announced, I was you know looking forward to it. It was a Nana on Shah game with Rodney Greenblatt art, but the response to it was so muted. Did either of you attempt to play it? I didn't. Is that the one with the muscly men marching around? No, no, okay, no that confused. was Muscle March. Okay. No, that would be uh, that. Yeah, that 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 game is sort of as crazy as Parappa, but mm. uh, no relation. You know. <laughs> so Parappa the rapper, bracket the hip hop hero. Uh, came out in Japan in December 96 um, finally arrived in uh, the uh, EU in September 97 and North America in October 97 Australians had to wait until May 98 Uh, more recently there was of course a PSP version Um, and again this is one of those dates that's scary because I was thinking oh yes the recent PSP version Uh, (laughs) it's nearly 8 years ago that came out in Japan Um, December 2006 Uh, I gather it was a slightly polished version but I've not played it Um, they added some sort of multiplayer I played it recently on the PS Vita Um, it it, to say it was polished is uh, perhaps a little generous it it was pretty (laughs) much a straight port and even you know the rhythm action genre has evolved a lot in the last um, you know, ever since Parappa was sure has, yeah. first released, and those uh, those evolutions didn't really carry over into the PSP version. Uh, it, it still felt very kind of unfairly demanding, uh, right? Yeah, uh, uh, it's a shame. And um, Masaya Matsura revealed uh, in Famitsu in two thousand and eight that there was going to be a special extra song for the PSP game called "Believe in Yourself." Uh, another Chop Chop Master Onion tune but it got cut through time constraints so there was really you know it was really like you say pretty much a vanilla upgrade but I, I you know I read that they had at least tweaked some of the timing issues slightly so you got less of that slightly off feeling but if you've played it recently and you didn't really pick that up then perhaps it was still were... pretty difficult to play there was yeah. a, a few new additions though the, okay 
they included new background instrumentals for a few of the songs that you could download off of their website if you connect your right. PSP to the internet, which uh, on the Vita, uh, the simulated PSP, I, I wasn't able to do, so I can't really vouch no. for how good or bad those were. Right. But there was uh, apparently a little bit of a different sound for a few of the stages. Okay, no doubt they're out there somewhere. I'm sure people mm-hmm. can get hold of them. Um, so... The sales, I think, are quite interesting because uh, we can uh, monitor the series progression from uh, the pretty successful original, which sold nearly one and a half million in Japan alone, um, only uh, only a quarter of a million in America, and a surprisingly low, I thought, one hundred and sixty thousand hmm. in Europe, um, because it feels like everyone played for <laughs> yeah, up at the It rapper. really did. Yeah, you're right. Um, total sales 1.92 million for the original version and 0.1 million for the PSP version. So uh, they, you know, Parappa the Rapper one has sold over two million copies as far as we know, if the figures on VG charts are to be believed. Anyway, so we've already mentioned uh, humorous, paper thin characters in a surreal 3D world. Um, I can't. This was pre Paper Mario, wasn't it? So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we hadn't seen uh, necessarily anything like this at the time. And I remember a lot of the magazines picking up on this um, this this whimsical uh, anarchic style. So yeah, it was a, it was a lovely art style. And the Rodney Greenblatt was two uh, D artist, and this was yeah. perhaps a concession to just the style that he was most familiar in painting and drawing in. But it carries over to the gameplay and to the a world yeah. that it builds really well. Yeah, that's right. So um, if you get a yeah a, a, an artist who's known for his particular style, rather than trying to wrap those images round polygons in textures, um, they simply made these floppy characters that and 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 it creates you know classic. Every, pretty much everything in Parappa has cartoon logic. Um, and and of course, it instantly reminds you anyone who grew up watching, um, you know, Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers cartoons, or Tom and Jerry, people being rendered um, paper thin, flat by you know ten ton weights or whatever, and then turning sideways to the screen and disappearing and that sort of thing. Um, it's never actually broached at any stage in the fiction, nor is the fact that Parappa is a dog or Sunny Funny is a flower. Um, you're just I think that's one of the things I really like about it. You just pretty much, you're thrown in and like, well, here it is, accept it. Yeah, there are characters who have accordions for heads or pencils for heads, things that don't make any mm. sense at all, even within the world's internal logic. Does the name Parappa mean anything in, in another language? Because I've always associated the, the name Parappa, like it, when I was a kid and even now really, like it kind of sounds a bit like paper in a, in a strange way. Like is, is, there a, is there a link there that I've not, known all these years and just made one up in my head or is there an actual sort of parappa actually means something in a in a different tongue as far as i know i think there is a sort of some sort of pun going on but i yeah. don't know if you need to understand to be japanese to understand it the the japanese title is parappa rapper no the hmm. so uh, i think it, it's a kind of pleasing onomatopoeia punish yeah. sort of thing i'm not sure there's any i don't know if there's a literal um thing uh maybe yeah maybe it's to do with the way you say it but um yeah there's definitely something going on uh you could wrap something in in a parappa who is a rapper <laughs> yeah. who who is a both a rapper and a rapper yeah there's there's something going on there isn't there i'm sure uh 
so you start off with we're not going to go through every stage and every story but um i have fond memories of the opening the our heroes who are a flower and a dog in a in a beanie hat and uh a cat and a little bear uh are watching a, a movie in a cinema and the movie is called jet baby and oh, that, that guitar riff is actually playing in my head right now because <laughs> you hear it every time you turn the game on and um yeah as much as I like the story the first time round, I I can't press the start button quick enough to get rid of it now. And that's probably just oh, me being no. really yeah, really sad. <laughs> just like just get me to the fun game because I you know I, I really enjoy the music tracks and it's a shame that the cutscenes in this game are really nice to look at once. This is obviously my own personal opinion, but it's like I like to look at the story once and then once I've seen it, it it's not going to like blow my mind again in terms of story mm-hmm. narrative. I just want to just I just want to skip it as fast as possible because because the music's so fun. Which is a shame because I feel like I feel really mean because they're such like whimsical characters in this world that they they're clearly loving life and I'm just like, "Yeah, skip it now. Get past <laughs> that horrible guitar riff in the uh- cinema." I'm completely the opposite. <laughs> I, I, I will. Ha- I haven't owned these games for a long time now, but I will still regularly watch them on YouTube. Well, irregularly, I should say. But I love the opening cutscene. I love the bit where it gets Parappa's dreaming about mm. Sunny Funny, and he and he gets all tongue-tied, and he asks the, for the water at the mm. burger bar. Um, I've watched all those scenes so many times, and the and the bullies come in and they try to harass Sunny Funny, and Joe Chin turns up, and I love it. I absolutely love it. They're like little sort of yeah that even though i was you know i was like 25 when i got this game but they're they're like yeah they're like cartoons i like watching here and actually i would rather uh, i enjoy now watching the games more than playing them to be honest you know the story in parappa the rapper is it's really very sweet it's uh very simple just kind of basically uh puppy love you know i'm sure that's how they yeah uh, yeah. got up with uh, Parappa's design um, just Parappa has this crush on this girl who happens to be a flower and he's doing whatever it takes to impress her or to kind of win her affection back and he's competing against this this hyper macho uh, guy Joe Chin who appears to be in his 30s which is a little a little off-putting <laughs> but um, mm. it, it's all very much like the normal encounter or the normal obstacles that Parappa encounters to uh, impressing this girl it takes him to these uh, various stages crazy crazy world yeah I think maybe Joe Chin is meant to be sort of preppy sort of I don't know like age or something but yeah it's it's odd I mean again it, it's just stuff that doesn't make sense he does appear to be considerably older than um, but that's the classic thing isn't it at high school like the girls are interested in the older boys because mm. the boys have matured slower and all that sort of thing and and Sunny's kind of annoying because you know she is very sweet but she she's also very twee and yet she falls for she she kind of to a point falls for Joe Chin's tedious shtick and <laughs> you know one one of the things that this this game has taught me is that if you if you want to if if you want a woman to find you attractive is re- is really badly need to go to the toilet <laughs> the only time sunny funny really shows interest in parappa is when he's desperate to relieve himself after eating too much seafood cake you know whether or not sunny ever really fell for joe chin uh, i think the game is viewed through parappa's lens through how he sees yeah. the world and so i'm sure that a lot of the uh, interactions between sunny and joe and even probably joe's character are amplified in parappa's subjective mm. view of the world that's <laughs> almost certainly true um i mean other cartoon moments just uh, watching some of these scenes back recently um 
he he, he learns to drive, of course, in stage two with the famous uh, instructor Mussolini, which is one of the great earworms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he takes his dad's car off for a drive after he's only just learned. You've only had that license ten minutes. <laughs> and uh, as they're driving around the country, he kind of does a flip off one hill and lands on another road. Then they crash into a truck because he's dreaming of Sunny Funny again. And they get knocked into space um, while PJ Berry stays asleep and Katie Cat takes a picture out the window and all this stuff. And, um, it, yeah, it never gets any less silly and, and just, yeah, just flights of fancy. We should mention the mechanics a little bit. The uh, the game is a kind of a call and response. The master... Mm whoever is teaching Parapathy skills that he needs to be learning at this point in his in his journey, uh, gives a, a line of rap uh, that is represented by button inputs at the top of the screen. And then mm-hmm. he gives you an opportunity to repeat it back. And the closer that you're able to repeat it back or farther away, we'll get to that later, then the better you'll mm-hmm. end up doing. Uh, you have a meter at the bottom right-hand side of the screen that indicates kind of, uh, how well you're doing uh, and it is a a you rap in good or you rap in bad, you rap in awful or you rap in cool meter. And as the as you do better or worse, the music in the background changes, and sometimes different things mm-hmm. happen in the environment. And that uh, mm. that's all really cool. Yeah, the um, to the point that, uh, for instance, in the famous uh, Raga market stage with. Um, the flea swallow if you keep doing badly the market kind of collapses around your ears and falls apart but on the flip side if you if you rap cool which i don't think is available on your first playthrough not in the first um, game i don't think it allows you yeah it doesn't allow you to rap cool but um later on if you can rap really really well and um and get that meter flashing on cool the the whole thing kind of trips out allows you to freestyle and suddenly the you know you can end up with these sort of psychedelic visuals and the the world scrolling uh, you know around you and the camera zooming in and out and and you you're pretty much hammering buttons to make up nonsense rap sentences hmm. I, I really i really um i remember back in the day when i found out on my own um you know play time that you can freestyle the notes in between the notes given to you on the screen mm. <clears throat> and i really appreciated that because i felt like a true reward um but i've never ever seen what it looks like in cool mode because I, I I like rhythm games I'm, I'm pretty good at them you know I can perfect most of a rhythm f- uh, heaven game but this game in particular no matter how many times I play my favourite level um, Instructor Mussolini um, the second level the, mm. the car uh, level uh, I just can't ever get it uh, beyond the uh, the good and I often have it in the bad where the car is rolling around mm-hmm. both sides of the uh, the road yeah um, in the end what, eventually I wrapped cool on every stage and, uh, oh, and got a medal for everyone oh. um, but it took a long time to do the seafood cake mm-hmm. cheek cheek the cooking chicken show mm. for me is now my least favourite song uh, <laughs> even though it's cool I once loved it um, but by the, the umpteenth time I tried to play it and, and failed in the last few phrases, uh, it drove me mad. It's that, um, it's but that s- Bacac she does right at the end and lays the egg. It's, it's, <laughs> you know it's yeah. coming, you can feel yeah. the, the, the pressure of the, <laughs> the visuals and the audio. It all sort of culminates in this horrible tension, like, not horrible in a bad way, like, like 
the tension and pressure really gets to you and you, you kind of feel yourself buckling under the pressure and um, with that one in particular it really feels like the timing on that's really hard and I think that's because I don't know if it's my ability to read the top line incorrectly I, I'm never too sure if I press the button when the head's over it or just before it I can't really work it out when exactly never. That, I think that's one of the key things to, to talk about this game is I always felt like maybe the PAL version was a little bit goosed by input lag um, because the music is obviously running at exactly the same pace as the Japanese and American NTSC versions, but the on-screen action is running at 50 frames as opposed to 60, right. and I always felt like it just wasn't lined up properly. But having said that, uh, you, Ryan, were obviously playing the US NTSC yeah. PS1 version on a Vita and having probably the same issues. Yeah, so. it is very difficult. I think it just wasn't... It just wasn't necessarily very well done. It was, I guess, it was the first time, and it's probably something that's harder. You know, we're all used to now playing, um, you know, harmonics games or whatever, where you've got, you know, millions of notes scrolling down the screen, and and, and it's absolutely precise, and you can do a, a you can do a, um, uh, what's the word, configuration? A, um, I've forgotten. What's a the calibration. Word? Calibration. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which none of, none of this was available um, and one of the first things I learned was it took me a while but you have to pretty much start to memorise the button sequences and ignore the graphics and listen to the music I guess the, the, you can say the same for Rhythm Heaven as well I'm sure we mentioned this in the show but yeah. I found it often best to play with my eyes closed and rely solely on the beats of the music because exactly. the visuals on the screen are there to distract you as well as please you and I think uh, Parappa is the same Absolutely, but having said that, like I am somebody, I'm I am quite good at pressing buttons in time to music. I'm I'm decent at, at rhythm games. Um, even then, and even though I did manage to rap cool on on all these stages, it was never it was never clear cut. And sometimes the audio would get clipped mm. on either side, and that that was when Prapper was never quite as uh, as pleasing and joyful as you wanted to. to to be when the sort of audio was coming out weird and it all sounded a bit clipped and compressed anyway I'm sure it, it probably was for space reasons but you could have you know you wanted it you wanted Parappa to sound perfect when you were playing perfectly but even then sometimes the audio would just slightly be off somehow and it never you know it sometimes it came together and it, and it was a joy but Sometimes it felt inconsistent. I think was the most troubling thing for me. And Parappa has such weird pronunciations and intonations in yeah, his raps, anyways. Yeah. And so it, uh, you know, perhaps actually it's better that way because the fact that everything sounds a little bit clipped and a little bit off, and the timing is a little weird here and there, it might just be kind of his already pretty bizarre rapping style. So uh, we should mention uh, at least Dread Fox, um, a.k.a. John Simpson III, who has played Parappa in all the games um, and uh, more recently in uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale um, and is apparently keen to, you know, to to do more. He's he's still out there wanting to be Parappa. Um, So, I mean, yeah, Chop Chop Master Onion is pretty much legendary. And I wonder, you know, generally when people talk about Parappa, he's the first thing that comes up. Now, he's in all the games and he he crops up more than once in most of them. Um, He's a... He's there's something so likable about Chop Chop Master Onion. Yeah, what, his, uh, what, what his visual appearance is um, it's quite alarming at first because you know he's a fighting <laughs> onion head man, and I think uh, I know my partner Gemma. She's she's never really played Parappa Rapper before, but when um, 
you know, since the time we've been together over the last 10 years, I, I always play Prapper the Rapper just on and off to make myself feel good. And Master Onion is definitely the first visual indication that I'm going to have a good time. And he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> look attractive. You know, he's an onion that kicks and punches, like I said. But there's something about the way the music sort of syncs up with his, um, you know, his cha 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 you know, th- th- those kind of noises that he makes for the fighting. And then the gong mm. in the background kicks off and it kind of it just it sets you up for the whole game uh, and it puts you in a really really good mood which is primarily why I play this game it, I, I play the first level and uh, I'm sure many people did with the demo discs ju- just to have a really good time mm-hmm. you know kicking and punching with uh, a dojo onion man yeah feel good gaming mm. um People talk often also of level two, the driver's test level. Now, interestingly, it was pointed out recently. I think somebody pointed this out way back in the time, but I'd kind of forgotten. But uh, thanks to Ramagama86 on Twitter, who uh, shared a link to uh, a, a sort of uh, compilation. It wasn't a video because there weren't videos really in 1971, but uh, it was a video of the uh, legendary experimental German band Can, a, a band who my uncle once. Uh, hid in a toilet overnight at university to make sure he got to see uh, the following day. Um, the song Turtles Have Short Legs, that that piano riff from Driver's Test Level is absolutely, completely ripped out of this can song. Um, it's not even subtle. It's it's there. It's I mean, the, the, oddly, the can song is much more odd than the Parappa the Rapper song. Um, but, you know, that's that's can, I guess. Uh and of course, the band in Amjamalami are called Milk Can, so I think we can assume that uh, uh, Masaya Matsura is a fan. Um, they're a German, uh, German band with a Japanese vocalist as well, so that mm. it sort of makes sense. Yeah, that, I, I honestly never knew that, and um, that, that's the first time I saw anything about my favourite level in Parappa the Rapper being, um, you know, just just lifting out a beat from a, an actual, you know, <laughs> an old band's uh, song. It was. Um, Oh, it was! I couldn't believe it. To be honest, I thought oh, it would just sound a little bit like it. You know, well, how, well no, it's there, yeah, it is absolutely there to its uh, to its fullest. And the only thing that's missing is a is a, is a moose and a dog in a car. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd be really interested if any of the others uh, are similarly um, appropriated. I mean, you know, it's a common thing in pop, and we've seen uh, you know people having to give up royalties to to other artists when they've um, when they've used their work. Mm. I don't know. You know, this is an uncredited. Maybe Can aren't aware of. Um, Rapper the rapper, who knows? I mean, they're still going. They've been going forever. Um, they reform from time to time. Yeah, the instructor Mussolini stage uh, is a little bit special because the bad and awful versions of the instrumental change the instrumental completely, whereas the other stages maybe uh, drop an instrument in and out and replace yeah. it with mm. these uh, just kind of awful squeaks and cartoon sound effects. <laughs> yeah, that just really honking ruin. noises and yeah. quacks. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. The, uh, instructor Mussolini stage are some. Uh, lovely piano beats for the bad novel that you only mm. get to hear if you're doing poorly. It actually goes into the minor key, That's doesn't it? Yeah. I think which is yeah, yeah, which is which is more interesting than than just the honk <laughs> that you get on on you other still stages. Get the yeah. Honk, yeah, unfortunately, with the Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. 
Another one I think is the is it um, uh, cheap cheap the cooking chicken uh, when you um, the, the the whole uh, audio of that level has got a deliberately compressed clipped sound in the sense that it's cheap cheap spends it behind the TV and then the gag mm. is at the end that she just comes out from behind the TV but I can't remember which direction you go but you can actually I think if if you're rapping bad you actually the sound fills out more because you're she comes out um, of the TV because to she yell steps at you out specifically that's, that's right. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Like, weird stuff like the that. whole game's got a, a load of these sort of TV within a TV moments. Like the cutscenes feel like you're watching a TV within a TV because it's got a frame around it that kind of has yeah, all the yeah. little heads in little uh, squares, mm. and it kind mm. of feels like you are watching a TV, a cartoon of a TV in a TV. It's really hard to explain, but like I, you, it definitely, especially with that level as well, lit- literally a TV within a TV, and yeah, they, they kind of do. Um, you know, crazy stuff like that. I've never really seen done in a game before, and you know, or since it's um, yeah, like that that level though. Um, the instructor Mussolini to go back. I I've never really heard a more satisfying mm, in ever like that when, when the door slams and <laughs> yeah, the the instructor nods his head and makes that noise all in the she. In, oh sorry she all in the same <laughs> all in the same frame of music. It's just it's so satisfying. And yeah. that is the level that I always go back to, to ha- just to have a little five-minute good, amazing moment in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the one of the hugely key things about this this game um, is that it, you know we talk about earworms. Well, there's a reason these these songs are earworms. It's I think it's the the it's the combination of um this surreal humor and these and these crazy visuals with frankly expertly composed pop hooks mm-hmm. that's 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 if it wasn't for that and and I think that's perhaps why there's less fondness for the games we're going to talk about later um the, it, these although they're all they've all got you know they're all wrapped they go um, Matsura and uh, and Suzuki go through a number of genres um, you know ragga and funk and, and whatever um, and more traditional hip hop but these songs have pretty much all got absolutely you know just wicked hooks in that you can't you can't let go your brain won't let go I think the fact that the lyrics are so surreal um, kind of makes them hook more in a way it's not just cliched stuff it's you know like thinking about it, it you can't the the pump over here comes with a truck and you know and, and all this stuff it's like it wouldn't be as memorable if it was just yeah. you know bog standard normal everyday lyrics especially if I, I think they sorry go ahead uh, yeah, sorry I, I feel like they've paced the levels uh, very specifically I, I, obviously the story runs through all the levels and it's hitched together but I do feel like they've not put the best work at the front, but the the more catchier stuff at the front that, that people will see because the game is you know really hard and t- tough to get through, and I think they put those two songs at the start maybe, but because people are going to see those songs, you know, f- first literally, and because maybe they can't get past the second level. Yeah, I, I do really like the whole spectrum <laughs> of the soundtrack, but those first two songs. Um, if you, if you talk to anyone about Prapper the Rapper, they're going to bring up probably the first two songs because they are the most memorable maybe because that's the only two they've played or maybe because they're the two I do wonder the, the two yeah. uh, the two catchiest you play you I suppose you 
inevitably even if you don't even if you can get past them you inevitably end up playing the first two more times than the others mm. because you might turn it off after a couple of levels once you've had your your parappa fix for me my my favorite tune is actually uh, the queuing for the toilet song full tank um i absolutely love it and i listen i listened to it again today for the gazillionth time and it still makes me chuckle it still brings a smile to my face the bit the bit where Prince Flea Swallow comes in with ribbit ribbit and can't <laughs> hold it. Uh it's just it's not just it's not just the you know the toilet humour, it's not just the, the the situation, it's the it's it's the the actual sounds he uses, the composers use. Um and the looks on it's, everyone's it's face. It's actually a really cool tune. And that, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean the the absurdity of the situation, but again, without those I mean that's less of a pop song and more of a I think it's kind of like a funk odyssey. Now I don't know really what what it's like but it's groovy anyway and 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 it, it it's that again that juxtaposition of of the silliness with actually what I think is a really cool mm. tune. And I also also love the fact other things that I love about Parappa. Um the fact that when he does finally get to relieve himself it sounds like he's um pooing a washer like he's just pooing <laughs> a little bit of metal i don't know why after he's been you know he's made this um seafood cake with shrimps and perches in it and all this stuff which is you know sounds like a bad move um and then he queues up for a toy has to rap to go to the loo and then and then he and then he goes and then goes ah this is life um, and also another thing about Parappa that still weirds me out to this day is when he winks or blinks it's just his pupil <laughs> it's not his whole eye yeah. he just winks and blinks his pupils it is uh, uh, yeah it, really, it, it fits the art style completely though I think you know the the, the way they sort of bend their arms and stuff it all kind of like they sort of like fold in on themselves as well like there's nothing mm. really uh, logical about the way they move and, and animate but again because it's in such a, a surreal 3D world mm. full of just you know craziness it, it, it works you like the, the the blinking kind of reminds me of when Cartman gets angry in South Park uh, you know it's kind of like mm. a cross a cross effect like it's just like diagonal lines pointing towards the middle to signify like a blinking motion uh, but yeah it, it you know it really does work um, in regards to the the toilet song when you're all queuing up I really struggled with that level as a kid, and you know I still do now. But I, I was I wasn't expecting it back then to be kind of like a boss rush of um, of rhythm games. You know, it really is sort of like a here's the people you've, yeah, you've rapped yeah. against before, but all in one song. And because I'd never played a game like that before, you know, I don't think any of us had really. Um, hmm. The way the the music felt with the lyrics that you've heard before it really confused my brain like because they're obviously singing about things that you've done before in levels before mm. but it's in a completely different beat you know like you say it's really funky really groovy and it's not as pacey as the other songs and I just remember like I think this it was one of the first games where I truly understood beats and rhythms and it really taught me a lot and it's you know the, um, learning that specific mechanic about beats and stuff really got me into um, you know Bimani stuff and and uh, rhythm games onwards and yeah it's, it's such a subtle thing it's like it, it never throws it in your face like this is a rhythm game you must do this 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 it just lets you deal with it and kind of like you know just just you put the disc in it's just like right okay play just just follow the buttons at the top you know that's quite a clear instruction but it never really tells you how to deal with the rhythms in the game and I really appreciated that because you, you do have to try again and again and again but it's such a catchy song you don't really mind mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think there probably would come a time for each of us, like I was saying with me and the Cheap Cheap, the Cooking Chicken, where if you did get stuck on a song, it could start to grate just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but uh, Especially but mostly, if it's the last two lines that are throwing you off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, but by the same token, there's very few things sadder in gaming than failing out on the last celebratory you know, redemption moment at the end of the song, the 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 live rap where he's got a crowd and everyone's saying ho, and um, he's there with King Kong, MC Mushy, whatever his name is, um, and actually messing up that song is still heartbreaking. <laughs> the lights go down, the crowd starts to <laughs> boo and jeer. It's really sad. Uh, that when goes for all three of these. He gives this disappointed look. Yeah, although that's one thing I was gonna I was gonna ask about. Now I don't know whether this was discussed on on your old internet community, Ryan. But um, the, the story's never resolved, um, really. With in terms of Parappa and Sunny, it's not like he gets the girl at the end, and it's the same in the in the sequel, which is I mean the story to that is even more ridiculous. Um, but it's not like he actually gets the girl he, he you know he believes in himself more and he raps in front of a crowd of people and you know all that um well parappa's relationship with sunny funny is a little bizarre um <laughs> really <laughs> well sure uh, you know, parappa's friends pj barry and katie kind of leave them at sunny's birthday party to spend a little bit of time alone and you can That's tell right. that everyone in the group knew that he was kind of crushing on her the whole time but this is more sort of a uh about a week out of Parappa's life rather than like a complete story arc like you would see in other games. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in the end, I mean, the the concert that he performs is kind of their first date going out together. You can see them both preparing for the date beforehand and yeah, true, true. going together. But it's it's weird because his second line in that song on stage in front of everybody is, Sunny's my life. She's like a dice. I can never tell which way she'll turn till I spice. <laughs> grammatically doesn't make sense. Thematically no. doesn't make sense. It seems to be coming along a little strong for your first date, Parappa. There's quite a lot of um, odd grammar throughout the game, uh, throughout all three games. Um, but it kind of adds to the charm. Uh, what's the the one you mentioned that Guru Ant says? Uh, right Ryan? at the uh, at the end of Guru Ant stage from Parappa the Rapper two, he says, "Hey, you're pretty mature than I thought." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, I guess it's just English, you know, Japanese translation. But uh, it's odd because in in so many ways, it's it's such a comprehensive localization in that it starts as a as a game in English. But yeah, I guess stuff like that can only be um but most of the most of the voice artists are uh are westerners um not not all but some um and you wonder if they would have gone that, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. um favorite tune from the ga- from the first game each of you I think musically, the Cheap Cheap the Cooking Chicken stage is great with that kind of elevator music background instrumental. But mm-hmm. I just, I love the concept of the uh, queuing up for the toilet scene. Uh, it still makes me laugh even to this day. So I think that's probably the one that I enjoy the most. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Instructor Mussolini. Like, I, the first time I ever heard that song, it, it, it earwormed. 
and you know how how many mm. years later now it's you know it's nearly seventeen. Yeah, like I will I Near will enough. visit this game on on the on my UMD on my, on my PS3. <laughs> I bought this game so many times on different formats. Doesn't matter which format is nearest to me. That's the level I go to. Um, and like I said before, just just to feel really good about myself. It, it does that. It hits that note. I I do like all the songs, but that one is not not only have I never played anything like it visually. But audio, you know, audibly as well, it's um, it's a treat. So uh, you can buy the original Prapper in PSP form on PSN, I assume, in mm-hmm. in both regions. Uh, yes, in fact, it came out. Uh, yeah, considerably later, uh, I think, over here than it did anywhere else. But um, I believe it's there. Um, and you cannot buy the PS1 original from the PSN. That is, uh, no. I guess they took that down just yep. so that people would be forced to buy the PSP version, which I believe yeah. you still can play on PS3 somehow. So moving on uh, from rapping boy dog, it's uh, rocking girl goat sheep lady. <laughs> a lamb. Is, it, is she a lamb though? She's got horns. Yeah, it's a little tricky to pin down. <laughs> I mean, I mean a female the, of any species shouldn't have horns, right? I don't think so. Well, rhino, I suppose. And a giraffe, I guess. Yeah. But she's so, not either of those, so. No. Um I mean the clue should be in the name, uh Lammy, but um yeah, it's not she doesn't really have an an ovine face as such, does she? It's um it's an odd one. But uh yep, so uh, Nano and Shao is pretty much the same team got back together um, made a uh, a sequel that involved uh, various genres of guitar based music um, so this came out in March 99 in Japan um, and also in Japan in 99 a coin op version emerged by uh, from Namco with a guitar controller mm. uh, but I think this was after Guitar Freaks now probably mm. the, the Konami game so things were you know going going and coming around mm. and the coin up was called Umjamalami now now <laughs> which which I like uh it finally ar- uh, arrived in uh America uh in January 2000 um and it wasn't until September 2001 that it turned up in Europe but at least in Europe we didn't get the censored version unlike you Americans that's right yeah. Uh so apparently to avoid it uh getting the uh teen rating MSRB which I, I think is like they they often talk about the R rating being commercially uh poor for movies in America um because it limits the audience size um they changed Umjamalami so she no longer I mean it was unusual and by the way we didn't give a spoiler warning uh, for this game series I'm, I hope that's okay everybody <laughs> uh, Sunny Parappa doesn't get Sunny at the end of the first one sort of and in this one Lamy dies and goes to hell in the proper <laughs> version um, in stage 6 and it is actually supposed to be hell uh, but in the US version instead of slipping on a banana skin and dying she snags her trousers on a door handle and winds up on a volcanic island, which is not hell, but could be mistaken for it. Um, so there's actually a few changes um, to the lyrics and the graphics and the cutscenes um, and a few other little um, bits of censorship in the American version, references to the devil and uh, chopping down trees for fun isn't there in mm-hmm. the US version. Were you aware that you were playing a censored version at the time, Ryan? Yeah, I, I figured that out pretty quickly. <laughs> and, you know, I think that 
going to hell kind of fits the hard rock, almost heavy metal aesthetic of the series any or of the game itself anyway. Yeah, it's like brutal legend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, it's uh, the real versions are out there. The real versions are on the soundtrack, so you can still hear them. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really fundamentally change right. uh, anything. And you know, the, I, I listened to a bit of the song, um, the, the different song. It's quite different, um, I think. Um, the song itself? But it's, is, it, is it different? Or maybe not, I'm uh, not sure. Is it uh, Teriyaki Yoko stage at the end? It, it is, yeah. Maybe it's the same. Uh, I, I think it's pretty similar, the song itself anyway. It's it's a it's an odd it's an odd difficult song that one I found mm-hmm. it's got a weird time signature and really abrasive vocals, um, yeah and it so yeah she died obviously we're getting well ahead of ourselves here the setup for Am Jamalami is that she is part of this uh, garage rock band Milk Can along with Katie Cat um, Marsan who is the drummer who only speaks in burbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they have a gig, and Lammy is running late, and that is pretty much the setup. Um, she has like twenty minutes, during which time she uh, helps to put out a fire. She uh, is mistaken for somebody who's pregnant and babysits <laughs> a load of babies. She makes a guitar out of wood from scratch. Uh, various other things happen. Um, we back up a little bit and talk just a little bit about the uh, pronunciation of the title of the game. Uh, oh, please. There's yeah. kind of uh, people are of two minds as to how to pronounce it, whether it's um jammer whammy, the um yeah. kind of like the vocal filler that people would use when they're nervous. Mm. And that mm-hmm. seems to describe Lamy's character when she's not holding a guitar. She's very, uh, uh, very nervous, very kind of reserved and myself. shy individual mm. uh, versus um jammer whammy, yeah. like umlaut. Like uh, you would see yeah. in hard rock bands, or you know, like yeah. Motley Crue, or <laughs> and Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, exactly, and that kind of channels her more hard rock, heavy metal aesthetic when she does pick up a guitar yeah. and is able to do anything. <laughs> I've always just said um, mm. but uh, I think that's yeah. You say um, Des, I notice. I never really, so. never really paid much attention to it until <clears throat> you just explained the two different variations. I mm. guess it's like the um, the Super Mario Bros thing that I do as well, which is slightly odd. <laughs> <laughs> but the song uh, sort of says um, doesn't it? It's like um, ja- um, jam. It's a little tricky yeah. to tell. I think it is an intentional pun, kind of like the title yeah. of the first Parappa. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, well, again, we should credit Sara Ramirez, who plays Unjamalami, um, is a Mexican um, music, uh, musician um, and uh, and act an actor, and uh, is currently in has been since two thousand six is in Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. um, as Doctor Torres. Uh, I don't watch it, but um, I gather it's a good show. And uh, she's always also been in NYPD Blue and uh, Law and Order and all those kinds of things. Um, done a few movies as well and some uh, so yeah she was in Spider-Man and, and st- you got mail um, I think she does a really good job I think she's really likeable as Umjamalami and she reminds me of my friend Heather always has Umjamalami so she's wonderful nice. and you know it's one of the characters that the discussion of uh, great female game characters often overlooks because yeah. as um, kind of powerless as she seems at times when she gets a guitar in her hands or anything that she can imagine to be a guitar, like she's really a powerful force in the universe. She can do anything if she sets her mind to it, really. Leave it to Lammy. As long as she can imagine her guitar is there, my guitar is in my mind. Yes, sir. Um, 
It's a really brave idea for a sequel to, you know, a really iconic character as Prepper the Rapper. To sort of have, you know, um, I guess it's kind of like a pseudo-sequel, you know, it's it's in the same wheelhouse. Uh, To have, you know, no mention of Prepper the Rapper on the front cover at all, really, or in the title. And to have, you know, a female, a lead character who plays the guitar, it's it's such a harsh swing and it is the reason why I didn't get on with it back in the day and mm. more recently I, I you know I, I did play it on the um, on the the versions you can buy on the, on the PSN store but the the problems with the, the download versions uh, they, they vary between console and it really really detracts from the experience because when mm. I was playing the, the Master Onion stage at, at the start of the game I really really enjoy that tune it's, it's such a good piece of music to listen to but I I feel like I'm being cheated out of um, my ability to play because of like you know uh, controller latency or outright missing mm. sound effects from some of the other console versions. It's it's such a shame that I can't play this game today with the you know the, the intention it was meant to be played back in the day. Because uh, I've tried it on the PS Vita and the the, the no guitar noises just doesn't work. As much as I thought that guitar sounds, you, oh, you don't need guitar sounds. It'll be fine. You really miss them. And yeah, when you're playing yeah. on your PS3, um, there is there is notable lag between you and the uh, the screen, and it is it's really hard to to uh, play. That it took me about twenty thirty tries, and that, that didn't <laughs> stop me from dancing around my games room like an idiot, like pretending like, loving <laughs> life. But uh, yeah, get into the uh, the fire fire stage where you see uh, the, that building on fire and you have to put it out. It was it was nearly impossible. Yeah, it's, we should mention that before we continue what happened. Um, so this came out on PSN ages ago in Japan in 2008 and ages ago in America in 2009. It finally emerged on European PSN store at the end of 2012, um, but it was quickly reported that there was this bug playing the PAL version on the Vita um, and it's been removed from the store never to return. Mm. So... That's it's, even on it? the PS3 on my mm. American console, I had a lot of trouble getting it to work just okay. right. And so I think these right. problems are um, at a more widespread than just that. And it's really well it's hidden in the PSN store because you can buy it on the PS3 as I, as I did recently for the show. But it's really well hidden. I even typed in, um, you know, just UM on it. I thought they'd removed it. I d- you can buy it that's what I'm saying like, it's really hard to find I definitely purchased it within the last month or two oh. definitely because uh, someone okay. sent me a link on Twitter like yeah here's the Sony you know the SEN the Sony Entertainment Network yeah, yeah. and it clearly states not not downloaded no not purchasable on Vita or right. PSP you can you can download it on your PS3 you can pay for it on your PS3 through, the, through your internet web browser and it mm. goes to your console but then you can go onto your Vita and PSP and download it on there as well. You, you can play it on all these consoles. It's just you can only buy it through the internet web browser. Whether Sony have oh, missed okay. that as a um, Probably. yeah, like, oh no, yeah. they can still like imagine one guy bought it from late on Buzzard like oh no, it's still on the store on the on the web browser. Get rid of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm. it's it's definitely not, it's not fit for play, and um, it's a real shame. Mm. Yeah, another another thing talking about both the PS One games, um, they. They, you know, they're PS One games. They look kind of rough now, and, and and it's interesting. I was watching um, a, a YouTube play of a game that was on an emulator um, with in much higher resolution, and and it really allowed the the art to shine. Um, I can imagine, given 
how difficult it is or to get hold of these and play these legitimately um i can see people emulating them and actually enjoying a, an, an you know a superior experience at this point back to um jamalami or um jamalami um, didn't sell nearly so many copies as Parappa the Rapper. Uh, 0.12 million in, Amer- in, uh, in America, uh, less than 0.1 million in Europe, 0.4 million in Japan, total of uh, 0.66 million. Uh, so not a disaster probably, but, um, but uh, uh, around yeah, just more than a quarter of what Parappa sold. People didn't like the character as much, perhaps didn't like the music as much. Um, I'm sure the first stage, as you say, Chop Chop Master Onion returns, and it's pretty much a, a kind of rocky, a rocky remix of the the first stage from Parappa. Um, but I guess it didn't do enough. Um, after that, you go through, a, as I say, a number of um, sort of musical genres. Fire Fire is kind of funkadelic, sort of mm-hmm. George, George Clinton type stuff. Uh, Baby Baby, my personal favourite, is uh, sort of rhythm and blues, rock and roll. Kind of a surf rock. Surf rock, yeah, surf rock, yeah. Um, and then you've got the the bizarre hell thing. There's um, the the plain ones, kind of like grungy sort it's of like style. a heavy metal, heavy metal. Although grunge, it switches yeah. to like a very, uh, I don't even know how to describe uh, Captain Fuss and Pepper's alternate personality, the more dopey ones. Yeah, it's sort of psychedelic mm. rock, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah it's it, it goes through quite, a, and also, I mean, there's. F- fundamentally very little change with the the game's scoring system and stuff but there is the addition of um effects pedals that you pick up along the way i can't remember exactly how you utilize those right you can press um, there select is during the songs at any point that's and it. scroll through the different effects and you get like a like a whammy or a wah-wah or kind of the classical right. effects that you would put onto a guitar Mm. Yeah, it gives you a little bit more um, variety. Mm-hmm. And also, another thing about this, of course, is that uh, you can unlock Parappa the Rapper. Um, perhaps they should have made a bigger thing about this, because there are rap versions of every song in the game with Parappa the Rapper. Except for Chop Chop Master Onion stage. But yeah, this is probably oh, the okay. best new game plus that I've ever played in a video game. You basically get to play the entire game over again, and all of the stages are given... Uh, kind of remixed vocals, uh, different lyrics. They have different background music. Uh, yeah, I, I think that just due to the size limitations, the sound of the Parappa levels is a little bit more compressed. It doesn't quite sound yes. as crisp and as fresh. But uh, yeah, the levels themselves are great. Yeah, it's a very cool feature. Um, and yeah, you do wonder if if they'd done more marketing with. Parappa in just because he was recognised. You know, maybe maybe the game would have sold more copies, and perhaps more people would have would have liked Lammy herself as much mm. as as much as I do, as much as you do, mm. Ryan. There are actually a couple of very cool multiplayer modes. There's a yes. competitive head-to-head multiplayer between Lammy and her, I guess, grayscale alter ego nemesis Rammy, uh, <laughs> where you can alternate which lines you play back to the master. There is one where you can compete against Parappa, and it's very cool. The stage kind of switches between the rock style and the mm. rap style on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, loads more content than the first mm. game. Um, one more song, I think, in total, but, um, but all this extra stuff. I've never, I've never even heard of Parappa, the, uh, the unlockable character in Um Jamalami, and the oh. fact that the songs are completely different makes me mm. want to 
getting that version fixed on my PS3. That sounds really, really exciting to me. And yeah, the, the first I've ever heard of it. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. Hmm. Isn't that weird that you've you know you've known of this game for yeah. all these years <laughs> and you didn't know Parappa was in there? Well, that's the marketing yep. problem you were talking about. Yeah, the fans yeah, seeming, seeming. Them. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, throughout the, uh, it's as I say, it's a, it's a very simple story, um, but the the events um, take weir- perhaps even weirder turns in this game. It's mm-hmm. perhaps even more the, the the whole sequence with the um, with the babies. Uh, she she puts out a fire. Um, she's given uh, pizza as a reward, um, which makes her tummy swell up. And then this passing parade of, it's kind of like a, it's like an old style musical sequence mm-hmm. um, with people marching down the street singing about the joys of of procreation. And then a caterpillar with the weirdest voice in video games <laughs> um, starts, uh, assumes that Lammy is with child um, as she talks, this caterpillar is blowing these enormous jelly snot bubbles full of <laughs> things, um, and she's quite she's quite sinister, I think, um, and grabs Lammy and takes her inside, and then there's this rabbit, there's a room full of like rabbit babies, they're kind of like rabbits, mm-hmm. and she has to particularly babysit this one who is I just think so funny I just I love that song so much I listened to it twice again today um, again just the mad combination of absurd lyrics ridiculous voices and um, actually you know pretty pretty good surf guitar uh, rock and roll um, I love that's 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 my favorite. But um you know, actually that whole there are sequence. some strange connections in between the different stages of Parappa and Lenny. Yes. Uh, the first stage right. being Chop Chop Master Onion in both games, the yep. second stage being a more traditionally African American sounding master, and then the third stage is a kind of hammer the button as fast as you can stage in both mm. games. And that's what uh yeah, this this baby is very demanding in that regard. <laughs> Sure is, yeah, um, yeah. Captain Fuss and Pepper, uh, as you say, um, she. I mean, Lammy gets on a plane. She's she's got twenty minutes, um, but part of this includes going on a flight to this gig. Uh, uh, Captain Fuss and Pepper keeps getting hit on the head, um, and uh, more and more uh, classic cartoon style lumps appear. And each time he gets a whack on the head, in the style of a traditional cartoon, his personality completely changes from angry militant. Uh, commander of the air to completely tripped out I don't know what it's just yeah just addled um, like Alzheimer's suffer mm. or something it's just bizarre very funny though very funny yeah just again just real leaps of imagination just you feel like the writer's pretty much just said what you know what would be silly what like street it's almost like a stream of consciousness stuff isn't it uh favorite songs gentlemen mm. see my, my memory is really hazy with this game i, I do remember eventually like, like finishing it back in the day but replaying it now like i didn't really get past the second level um i, I, mm. I you know i i do watch a lot of these um these uh these videos back and i do think like most rhythm games uh, that have button prompts on screen you get a lot more from the game if you just watch it uh, 
because you know your eyes are so concentrating on the top of the screen that yeah. most of the time you, you miss the visuals that go by and uh, go by. And I had the same experience with Beatles Rock Band when we went there. The fact that I'd never really watched it without playing it <laughs> means that I saw all the spectacle going on. Yeah. But I, uh, I'm going to sound like a Parappa fanboy, but the Master Onion stage for me, like like I say, I <laughs> failed that on the PS3. I failed it 30 times in a row, but I was literally <laughs> dancing around my games room just just because it was Master Onion and nostalgia mode kicked in, you know? Uh, man, you should get to Baby Baby because... Mm. That that is one heck of a. I, 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 my opinion may change if I see Parappa in these levels, and uh, yeah, I need to mm-hmm. see that. I really like the Captain Fuss and Pepper level, like we were just talking about. It's a great kind of like a hard rock, head begging song. Um, although the song at the end that you perform with Milk Can, this kind of uh, mm. girl pop song, is also very catchy. And Katie's lyrics, or I guess more the vocal performance, is wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's a triumph, another triumphant scene, much like the end of of the first Parappa, mm. uh, Parappa one, and uh, and again similar similar things. If if you if you fail out, it it's so so deflating, mm. especially because it is one of those games that I used. You know, I used to win, you know local multiplayer, couch multiplayer. This would be a game that you put on not for the multiplayer, but just to show mm. your friends. And then you're going, and you know you've gotten really into it by the end, and then you fail out on that final final song, and it's such a such a letdown <laughs> so disappointing uh, now there were various CDs release, released for these games as, as was the way with a lot of Japanese games in particular um, there is, is actually there was a soundtrack for Unjamalami which uh, features a host of other uh, pieces that aren't in the game I think there is the one song that plays during the credits which is performed in mm. character as Milk Can but there are a couple of separate CDs that they released. One is called Make It Sweet, which is a Milk Can, uh, you know, performing in character as Milk Album. Can. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Amazing. It, it takes the the background music from the different stages of Um Jeremy and kind of overlays different music, sometimes relating to the same theme and sometimes not, uh, but performed mm. as Milk Can. And then there's one called I Scream, which I, I believe is also using the same music from the different stages of Um Jeremy but with Parappa and PJ Berry rapping about like how great friendship is and it's it's not, not <laughs> neither of them are great but you know it might be worth looking into <laughs> if you're a fan of the series uh sounds sweet so the next generation came uh and Parappa returned I'd like to say triumphantly but that wasn't really how it panned out um i'm not not talking about the quality of the game yet there necessarily but thinking about review scores and sales um things didn't go so well the second time around for parappa i think it's fair to say august 2001 in japan january 2002 in north america um we we had to wait until april 2003 in europe in traditional fashion but again at least we didn't get the censored version like you <laughs> like you poor americans it wasn't um, as bad this time around though no no it wasn't it wasn't anything quite so dramatic as a whole level but um guru ant uh, no longer referred to being the lord mm-hmm. um he is now just the man no religious implications except in, still uh, being America. called a guru which i think is more religiously yeah. <laughs> affiliated <laughs> than perhaps Lord, so but. uh beard burger master no longer refers to drinking wine mm-hmm. um and warm the buns is replaced <laughs> by toast the buns possibly to avoid avoid double entendre according to wikipedia although he still immediately uh, goes on to say my buns are very toasty 
<laughs> exactly insane um yes uh i remember the uh we mentioned this on another podcast i can't remember what it was relating to but uh yeah we got similar censorship with the buster move buster groove game where one of the characters had soda pop instead of beer and um and his cigarette was eradicated so speaking of the censorship yeah. though there are some very suspect things left in the game there are yes like uh, uh, Guru Ann starts off his stage you want to be big you want to grow <laughs> big and yeah uh, um, Colonel Noodle has a line slurp it suck it I know you all like it yeah I definitely yeah. And, made a yeah. weird gesture to myself like my, 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 my eyebrow raised like <laughs> what are you sure yeah. did that just happen yeah Parappa and Berry talk about never having been so stiff <laughs> Uh, as well yeah there's a lot of that there's also uh, back to Lammy briefly there's a the, the sequence where she goes into the guitar shop mm-hmm. um, is a bit unpleasant Very dark. a bit sinister yeah um, she needs a guitar and uh, she says I'll do anything and the guy the, the kind of beaver um, sort of redneck beaver yeah, I should I say um, kind of says it goes all evil-eyed and says you're prepared to do anything kind of mm. and it all gets a bit like you know he's wielding a chainsaw it all gets a bit um kind of horror movie mm-hmm. for a bit but uh, it turns out he doesn't have bad intentions but yeah just again weird like you go from this ridiculous light stuff to stuff that's <laughs> a little bit edgy odd um so perhaps the rapper too now, I guess at this point we'd had loads of dance dance revolutions and various other uh, things. Um, still a couple of years away from the first guitar here, I believe. But um, the game sold just 0.07 million in North America, 0.05 in Europe, and uh, totaled just 0.14 million over the world. Hmm. <laughs> People weren't into perhaps. That hurts my soul a little bit. Just. I bought it day mm. one. It wasn't even full price. It was like thirty four ninety nine. I think the first one was was uh, was renowned for being less than full price. It was twenty nine pounds ninety nine as opposed to uh, thirty nine or forty four ninety nine as most PS one games were at that point. And um, that was that was I think that I think that helped shift Parappa one. Certainly, just that. Oh look, it's like a it's like a mid price game. Um, but by this point. I guess you know it was easier to get gaming bargains or whatever, and thirty-five quid for a song for a game of, mm. I think eight songs this time around, eight or nine songs. I think the genre had you know evolved massively between you know the first and second game, and I remember that the reason why we had such a love for the uh, you know the burger beard burger man uh, and his lines of you know cut the lettuce and all that was because that copy of Parappa Two sat on the shelf. Obviously, the one that I bought was you know already gone, and then we reordered another one. It just sat there forever, you know. And we, like, oh, we just pop it in, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we treat our discs with, with, with respect and all that. So we just popped it in for five minutes. Yep, there's the funny lines, and then it's just okay. That, that copy just sat on the shelves for well, you know, for as long as I can remember, which is a which is a real shame because you know I was I was that guy who was kind of like, yeah, you should play Parappa Two, and they're like, nah, you know, I've got. I've got the dance mat. I don't, I don't need more of that stuff. You know, I'm getting bored of the dance mat now. I think people were mm. tired of it, tired of the genre maybe. Mm. And uh, while it's not a dance mat game, the idea of pressing buttons in terms of the music, I think maybe it was in a bit of a lull. And then Guitar Hero sort yeah. of maybe brought it back. I, I, don't, 
that's definitely mm. yeah, it's what it needed. I mean, amplitude and frequency came around uh, at that time, um, both of which I think are absolutely incredible video games. Um, I loved them, and for me, they were you know they they were obviously what led to Guitar Hero and Rock Band and so on, um, and DJ Hero, I suppose. Uh, but for me, although I knew I suspected that Parappa Two would be uh, iterative shall we say for me it was just about wanting to see what Parappa was up to to see (laughs) the new characters to see what scenes would happen Mm -hmm. Um, and the hope that there would be some really catchy songs and I think listening back to the songs now um, this game's got a much more kind of um, disco soul vibe with strings and clavinet um, overall I'd say it's a bit more one paced than Mm -hmm. the other games but there's some there's some catchy stuff in there, but perhaps not to the ridiculous earworm levels of of the first game. Um, the composition of the music in the levels is far and away better than the previous two games. There are some lovely arrangements, and especially if you just listen to the instrumental versions of what's going on, there's always a lot happening in the background. There's a lot of uh, mm. really fantastic music going on there. Yeah, I wonder if the songs aren't as memorable in your mind. Is because I always remember the proper two songs being long, uh, being longer. You know, in terms of music length. Uh, well, I don't know what way there is really. I don't know why I said that, but you know, they always seemed longer to me. And I don't know if that's because they weren't as catchy, so therefore the song didn't go as quick, or they were literally longer songs, and therefore you were kind of maybe not bored but a bit exhausted by it at the end whereas Prepper 1 the songs felt like they were over before they kind of started in a way it was like oh I'm near the end already and uh, I'm not too sure if it's a difficulty thing because this game is an easier game to play um, which you know I do appreciate but I'm wondering if uh, if it is literally a length thing or, or a difficulty thing I can't really you know I can't really explain why they're not as catchy because like Prepper 1 you play those levels over and over and over again because they're hard therefore they stick in your mind whereas here you, you'll probably clear the song on your second time because it has some neat touches to balance mm-hmm. the game out but I kind of wish that they kind of hid that behind a certain amount of fails or something because it's you know the, the, the rewind feature that happens in each level when you get down to the, the bad is it the, the, the less than Getting good state worse getting worse you're getting better yeah it's a really nice touch but I kind of feel like maybe they should have had it as an option maybe it is an option and I missed it but I kind of wish it was off by default so I was kind of forced to play the song again and again and again I was going to ask you Ryan um, they did touch up the mechanics a little even though it was fundamentally the same game of you know call and response and pressing playstation symbol buttons um but this game has uh meters at the bottom referring to the different teachers it doesn't have the you wrapping it, it does cool, still bad, have awful the, stuff uh, cool bad awful and good does it um, oh my memory but it does <laughs> also have meters at the bottom and those are more sort of uh, visual indicators for experts of the game uh they yeah. both are they all three measure something different? And I'm not remembering offhand. Uh, I think one of them is like how precise you are with what mm, the mm. master is uh, leading you with. Uh, second one is the second and third are fairly similar, like uh, how well you're freestyling um, outside mm. of the phrase given. Yeah, and you can kind of... Um, so each 
meter needle uh, you can make it point towards a different instructor or a different person you've come up mm-hmm. against in the during the story and they each have the different things so it's presumably it's impossible to please everyone all of the time um i don't know but uh i mean th- th- going back to the the first game and thinking about you know what a what a, a score attack game things like amplitude and rock band were um Parappa only really became a score attack game on the second playthrough because you needed to rap cool to get any sort mm-hmm. of worthwhile score whatsoever and the same with the same with Lammy um but I don't feel like e- even this one that had obviously should we say slightly more sophisticated mechanics and perhaps it was slightly more reliable mm-hmm. it didn't do enough to really tempt you into um score chasing it did a few interesting like, things i think that one of the big criticisms of the previous generation games are you don't always feel like the uh, mess ups are your fault like i feel that sometimes yeah. it's kind of unfairly grading you down for a line that sounded to you perfect uh, this game gives you a little ghost of the symbol of when you press the button and it overlays it on top of the uh, meter on the top of the yeah. screen so you're able to kind of adjust based on that um and this game also does include the the getting better and getting worse if you move down or up a level than it mm. uh, actually I believe it's only if you move down it repeats the last couple of lines and so I think this oh, is yeah. to prevent people from losing on the last two lines of the game gives you an opportunity to mm. make that back up before it fails you out outright and there are uh, what? Yeah. there are new game pluses in this game as well once you beat the game you get to play the entire game through yeah. again with a differently colored hat I believe there are yes. uh, four different color hats, including the original one. And each each color of hat includes a different remix of the song. Um, the vocals are shifted around in really interesting ways. And it actually, it sounds really cool. And it kind of teaches you how to do a lot of the uh, advanced freestyling techniques. The one thing that I found uh, intensely annoying, um, and it's visible on YouTube plays is the fact that you had this kind of hand-holding tutorial before every single uh, stage yeah. what were they thinking it? It you like can't skip ghetto? it yeah beatbox yeah. Yeah. yeah that is uh that is boxy boy who appears in the background <laughs> you can cancel of, it yeah uh, a lot of the cutscenes in parappa one mm. although yes he's on the car yeah, isn't he yeah and yeah. what he is is never really or what relation <laughs> he has or whether he's an imaginary or real creature like None of that is ever really addressed, but he does kind of walk you through kind of like in uh, Rhythm Heaven, how they give you a little bit of a warm up to the stage, although it's entirely unnecessary because the mechanics don't change from level to level and it just mm, goes yeah. on forever if you don't know that you can skip it and it, it's just really yeah. unnecessary. It has, a, I think it has a loading time as well. So even if you skip mm. it, I think it still loads. Um, and does yeah, he, does he just, kiss the screen as well when he leaves you? Does he like go... Does. And he just yeah. bounces back. That oh, that is a kiss. Yeah, okay. It's just I always saw it as a kiss, and I just wondered if that was my weird brain. <laughs> uh, another new introduction to Parappa Two was the uh, the the. the mini game every few between every few stages uh, in based in Master Onion's dojo, uh, mm-hmm. where you would react to Kota Manegi's uh, baby onions. <laughs> um, and it was uh, the mechanics here were slightly different because you were I think you were just reacting visually um, and pressing buttons uh, based on you were standing on like a PlayStation symbol of 
uh, a grid of PlayStation symbols, and it was more about hitting. But I can't remember if the score in that you got in these contributed in any way to to anything else. I'm not sure about that. Hmm, it just seemed yeah. like a bit of a pacing, a change of pace, or you know, a kind of like a just have a little break and just kick some onions in the head. <laughs> Yeah, it never it never really clicked with me. I don't, I don't know if it was. I think I think I I have a feeling I used to fail out deliberately just mm. to get on to the next yeah, I, I song. Yeah, skip that as well. Didn't yeah. care much for it. Right. I um. Yeah. I really like the Parappa 2's world map, and I know it's really like it's, it's not really much point to it, but it kind of makes you feel more <laughs> engaged with the. Oh, it sounds really stupid because it's just about paper dogs and stuff but it does make you feel like part of the town you know like you are wandering around this town and the music that plays it's kind of like a really cool kind of like beatboxy type noise in the background the loading screen music is just phenomenal and that and it mm-hmm. has like a little jingly effect over the top I can't I'm not, I'm not going to mm. do it because I can't do that kind of noise but that that world map for me it made me want to watch the cutscenes more because you felt like you had a sense of place and you know, it put you in relation to the world of where Parappa is, and again, that sounds really weird because it is a really whimsical <laughs> game about a flower and a dog, um, and and uh, and noodles for hair. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's but actually yeah, really good absolutely. though. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the world map screen is kind of more like a Super Mario Bros. three type world map where the, hmm. um, yeah. the points didn't indicate like real places, but they uh, gave you kind of an entry point into the levels. Um, mm-hmm. They played a like a music box version of the background music of the stage, and so if you're listening to it, you can kind of pick out the musical themes. It's uh, it's very oh, nice. nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, there's a there is a nice continuity to the Parappa world, even though mm. it is kind of ruled by cartoon logic. Um, <laughs> it does really reward those who are fans of the series um, with mm, a lot definitely. of really nice callbacks later on there's always a lot going on in the background that references things that happened earlier in the game or reference previous games and so for those who are really invested in the series there's a lot there that's uh just for them Hmm. one thing that's also never addressed is the fact that uh it is the the place they live is called parappa town (laughs) which was not always the case in the original parappa game it used to be called rodney town after rodney greenblatt the artist uh, yeah, they uh, they changed the name to Parappa Town, which I, obviously because of Parappa's uh, moving performance at the end of Parappa One. They, oh, okay, I yeah, that figures. They, yeah, it, it changed so many people's uh, lives that they decided to name the town after him. That's the only explanation I you can know. Think of. Yeah, normally people get a blue plaque over here when they they've done you know lived in a house or something, but he got a whole town named after <laughs> him. Uh, but to make up for this lack of Rodney Town, Rodney Greenblatt actually appears in this game as a reporter. Um, he drew and voiced himself, so uh, all was not lost for for Rodney Greenblatt fans. Another thing I've noted down that I read earlier about this game. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what this deal is here, but was it unlockable? There's a a version of the I Gotta Believe or a song called I Gotta Say I Gotta Believe by De La Soul. Yes, uh, that is based on the um, the menu music, right? Right when you boot mm, up the game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's after you beat the game and you leave the menu running. Uh, oh. Once it loops through that whole song, then it'll kick into the De La Soul yeah. song, which is using the same beat. I believe that's what it is. Ah, oh, right. 
That's pretty cool. During the quick rinse, I I try and get that song to play, and I couldn't work out how because I heard it when I was just dithering around on my computer, and I was like, "This song's amazing. Let's get it in the quick rinse." Started recording, <laughs> and it never showed up again. I was like, "Oh man!" And then I stopped recording the quick rinse, which is on our YouTube channel, and um, it started playing again. I was gutted, but yeah, that that, that song <laughs> is really really worth checking out because it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone else get a nice satisfying? Pleasure, I guess, from hearing Parappa. I guess it's Parappa saying "saving now." Is, is that just me? Because he's really calm and he's really relaxed. He's like saving now. It's just <laughs> That's like, actually oh. Captain Puss and Pepper. Oh, it is him. It sounds mm-hmm. like Parappa, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that voice. I, I really like it. I don't know why. It's really like just comforting. Like, oh, <laughs> thanks for saving my game. Oh, yeah, I'm, no. I'm weird like that. Sorry. <laughs> Captain Fuss and Pepper, voiced by Ryu Watabe. Um, yeah, so De La Soul, unsurprising they were Prapper fans, probably, if they were, or, the, or Messiah Matsura just roped them in. Um, featuring Double, uh, who's a, a, is he a rap artist? Forgive I my ignorance. I don't know Double. No, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think the key thing, like, I think for me it had a, it had a nice vibe, Prapper too, and I was really pleased to be playing a Prapper game again, but it never felt quite as special that time around and you know I it's a shame that it sold so few copies but I can totally understand why in a way but it always seems weird to me when people really loved Parappa and you know they talk about it with such fondness it's interesting like I mean you you never know because sometimes it's circumstantial but we haven't had a huge amount of feedback um, forum feedback or, or Twitter three road views for this which kind of surprises me because Everyone knows Parappa, and I thought everyone loved Parappa. And similarly, yeah, like very, very few people obviously played Parappa the Rapper too. It's just like I, I find it. You know, maybe it, maybe it's just me. I I find it harder to move on. But it's like I, you know, I like I wanted to see what he was doing, and even if the songs, you know, like they're they're not in my head in the same way that the songs from the original were like you say they're in a way that's probably partly because they are more sophisticated mm-hmm. compilation uh, you know um compositions and uh actually to listen to now there's you know there's some yeah you know impressive string arrangements and things like that which which the earlier games doesn't have plus the, i think the the extra storage of the dvd allowed them to use you know better fidelity music mm-hmm. and things like that so there's a lot to like about parappa 2 um it just doesn't never for me quite had the charm of the original. A lot of that also comes down to the story, which is kind of needlessly complicated. Uh, There are kind of two stories that are running at once. One is the traditional Parappa doesn't want to be viewed as a baby. And there are a lot of things that kind of arise in his day-to-day life that um, kind of make him feel like he's not a real man. And he wants to kind of strive to become that. It's very much the same, like kind of you know, impressing Sunny Funny, overcoming, stepping out of Joe Chin shadow as before. But there's also a very bizarre story about, uh, about <laughs> yeah, how really. noodles yeah. are, how noodles are taking over the world or mm. all the food in the world is turning into noodles. <clears throat> very bizarre. It, yeah. He has to persuade, um, 
the it's is it's the son of the guy who of the gold guy who runs the mm-hmm. burger bar isn't it um who decides that he actually wants everyone to eat noodles instead of burgers because he i think because he likes them so yes, much he, but he grew in, up the, the, in the shadow of the burger master who would feed him nothing but burgers yeah. that he grew kind of sick of them and uh developed a taste for noodles instead and wanted to give that to everybody else in the world yeah and so eventually uh he has a kind of a showdown in the penultimate track with parappa uh, where parappa uh, educates him as to the cuisine of the world um now that that song uh, is uh, i find incredibly funky um is really fun to listen to but it also features my favorite moment in the game which is where it all goes dark and <laughs> dj pj berry slides out from the background manning his decks with his sunglasses on i love it <laughs> uh but yes um yeah it's you know it's slightly higher resolution obviously than the the ps1 games and yeah things to like but i don't know it well, we'll see. Can I say one bit of fun with Parappa 2? Mm. Uh, in the final stage, Always Love, which is a callback to the first game, yeah. where the um, final stage was a live rap on stage with MC King Kong Mushi. Mm. It's the same setup here. It's a celebratory mm. final rap on stage, Sunny Funny in the audience, yeah. uh, with MC King Kong Mushi and the masters that you've uh, that you've overcome so far are in the background. And uh, even Milk Can is playing along. Uh, yeah. But anyways, at the end of the song, you're kind of given control of the of the crowd a little bit. Uh, it's uh, throughout the song, MC King Kong Mushy does the classic like party rap. Everybody say ho, and the crowd does the call and response. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, you're given control of that. The everybody say ho, and if you if you mash the button, then the crowd imitates what you do, and ends up just going crazy. So. Ah. If you say, everybody say ho, 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 then the crowd will do it back to you just like you did. Nice. That's cool. Did they, um, were there any new modes of multiplayer or anything like that in this one? They, I don't think there was any, it was like, I was hoping, as I think, that you could unlock Lammy and then play all the songs back with a guitar, but I don't think they did that. That would have been no, nothing like that. too much work, mm-hmm. presumably. Um, did it have the verses? I can't remember. And the... I think it might have. I'm not remembering offhand. Don't remember. Yeah, it it had some sort of multiplayer that I think I never played, probably, if I'm honest. So those were the games until we until we summarise. Uh, just a few other things to mention before we go on to correspondence. Um, there was a fair amount of Parappa merchandise doing arounds. It kept being highlighted in, especially after the first game, less so uh, after the less successful follow-ups. Um, now, Ryan, I know you have a Parappa the Rapper hat. I do. <laughs> I am quite yeah, jealous. It's a, it's, a, it's a Christmas gift I got one year, and... Uh, I, I love it. It's still one of my favorite pieces of gaming merchandise that I have. It's just uh, Parappa's beanie with the little happy oh, frog on the front. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very, very jealous. I have no idea why he has a happy frog on the front <laughs> still, really. But uh, yeah, that's a cool thing. Um, but yes, you can you, you could get Parappa plushies. And as I say, the alarm clock, which I think wakes you up with a shout of, I gotta believe. <laughs> um, so that would uh, still be an amazing thing to have, if slightly annoying if you're in a in a slump <laughs> now I don't know if this came up on on your fan site Ryan but there was a there was an anime in 2001 Parappa yes, the Rapper the I Cartoon I watched a few episodes of it and the day. Um, it, it was alright it was pretty non-offensive overall yeah um, it didn't really 
play into the uh, into the rap style of the games no. very much. It was just kind of a, a cutesy little, you know, Parappa and his friends encounter various characters from the show. And there were a few new characters as well. They just kind of had little kind of normal adventures. Although I th- I'd say the one standout thing from the show is that the opening music, the theme song, is wonderful. I, I still listen to it a lot. Okay. It's, uh, it's just this really fun J-pop song called Love Together. All right. um, uh, they abandoned the paper-thin style, which is kind of yeah. this definitive aesthetic. Weird. And so now everybody is uh, kind of a three-dimensional being in this world. Is it cell animation, presumably? Was it CG? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was hand-drawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and presumably the music throughout wasn't composed by Masao Matsura or... or I, I don't believe it was. No. Um, yeah, it only ran for... I don't know, 30 episodes, yeah, apparently. Um, Introduced some new characters. Um, mm-hmm. I gather it was skewed relatively young. Um, uh, yes, very much so. Okay. Um, and the cast, of course, had uh, Japanese voices, so they were all recast for the show. But um, mm-hmm. you can probably get a DVD in Japan that will cost you about $80, and you won't understand a word of it, but um, it might well be on YouTube. There are subtitled versions out there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, so we come up to uh, Parappa's most recent appearance. There was a long gap before Parappa uh, showed up on a PlayStation again, or anything else for that matter. And he arrived in Sony's uh, Superbot Entertainment's Sony Santa Monica's Smash Brothers clone, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I know nobody who bought or played this, I don't think. I have it. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, just because Parappa's in it? Oh, well, I, I guess that was one of the motivations, but it's actually a pretty fun game. I enjoy it for what it is. It's no Smash Bros. Okay. And there are some big mechanical problems with it. Right. But it's, uh, it's different enough to kind of establish its own identity. And uh, and um, Parappa was, as I say, uh, his, his voice artist, um, Dread Fox, came back and did some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Parappa sounds great in the game, but pretty much everything else about him is kind of wrong. Yeah. Uh, he is still mostly flat, but they gave him a little bit more texture yeah. and uh, kind of his model just doesn't look right. Like it, it's not a, it's not a painted onto a flat surface. It's kind of, it's got a little bit of like bumps for the nose and I don't know, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. He uses his skateboard a lot, which he doesn't do all that often in the, in the games. No. Hmm. Uh, surely that game's going to come to PlayStation Plus at some point, um, mm-hmm. if it hasn't already. Uh, but yes, that was proper. It's it's not the the game that perhaps fans were after. The the dwindling number of fans, as we've as we've seen. But um, I did find on the internet a quote saying, "In November of 2013, it was reported." whatever that means, that a Sony insider, whatever that means, leaked details about Parappa the Rapper 3 for the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Vita. Now, as I understand it, Masaya Matsura is kind of not really wanting to do anything with Parappa the Rapper. He kind of feels that that happened a long time ago, mm. um, over 10 years since the last game at this point. He did uh, he did that Wii game. He's done some other stuff. He did the, the Moji Vib Ribbon stuff. But he's now been working on mobile stuff and, and whatever. Um, so I think maybe Sony have the license and it could be one where they make a Parappa the game with no involvement from Nana Onsha, which scares me 
horribly. Um, one of the things that I heard, one of the rumors going around, so I can't verify whether it has any modicum yeah. of truth in it at all, is that uh, Parappa is one of the franchises that they were going to be uh, giving control of to an indie studio. Okay. Which I think could work phenomenally well. Just a smaller, small budget production. Yeah. Yeah. As a ridiculously uh, broad generalization, indie games tend to have awesome soundtracks. <laughs> so, um, so that might not be a that might not be a terrible thing. But um, it would need I don't know it it wouldn't be right without that vibe that vibe that the Nana Onsha team yeah, brought, especially without Greenblatt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's he's keen he, and he's still around and working. Um, and uh, according to a piece that appeared on Destructoid just a week ago, it's like <laughs> they knew we were doing this podcast, uh, the voice of Parappa is petitioning for a sequel. Uh, Dreadfox um, wants to play Parappa again. He was he loved going back to play Parappa in, uh, in the fighting game, and he wants... He wants. To, he wants more. He's good. Yeah. There, there's a petition out there for more Parappa. Uh, it's a Facebook group rather than anything. But um, oh, but when you click on it, it says this content is currently unavailable. So maybe it died. It <laughs> anyway, uh, supposedly that could might happen, but we'll see. Now let's hear from a few select few correspondents from the forum, starting with Flabio. He says, This series was my introduction to the whole rhythm action genre, as I suspect it was for a lot of people. The first Parappa is pretty unforgiving, though. You have to be incredibly precise to pass some of the levels. I remember staying up till around 2am trying to clear the last level, passing the controller around my housemates as each of us thought the others was doing it wrong. Having an entire level based on toilet humour hasn't aged well for me either. I actually prefer Om Jamalami. It's less strict on the timings and allows more leeway to freestyle a little. The songs in it are also more memorable to me, including the ones between the levels that you don't actually play. They're all on the soundtrack CD. The one about casinos is particularly memorable. The Fireman song is etched into my brain permanently because the company I worked for at the time had a pod on the Sony stand right next to the Lammy demo pod at ECTS one year. I still find it odd that the section where Lammy is killed and ends up in hell was changed for the US release. Though I find that level so much harder than even the finale level is. Something about the odd time signature messed with my brain. Unlocking the ability to replay the whole game again with Parappa, but with the songs changed to rap ones, is a nice reward too. I also like, uh, this is me now, um, the fact that the menus are kind of made of chocolate mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a nice look. <laughs> uh, new correspondent for us, uh, Suzafer says, I remember seeing Parappa in official PlayStation magazine and not being that fussed by it. I had an issue with a demo and cardboard cutouts of the characters. I remember that, yeah. And after about 30 seconds of the demo, I was sold. I had never played a game like it before. So much fun to play, and it looked spectacular. Unjamalami is arguably the better game due to the breadth of the soundtrack and story. The games were also what sold me on PlayStation. I had one already for Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but the first Parappa was just so different and utterly charming that it gave me a lot of hope for what, of what to expect from PlayStation going forward. I must have played both games for hundreds of hours overall. To this day, I still dip in and out of them every now and again, and I still smile like a loon as soon as the games start. I know a lot of people like to be critical of Parappa 2, 
but I really enjoyed it and again still play it to this day. I wish they would bring Parappa and Lammy back for more games. I'd imagine Vita would be a great fit for the series. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that last comment. I, mm. I think that uh, when I'm playing rhythm games, I know they've released a couple of Guitar Hero and Rock Band games for the DS, mm. but I've never found that the handheld consoles give me the same kind of, uh, I guess, precision that is required from such a, a strict rhythm action game as if I'm actually holding mm. a controller. I've just always had more trouble with it myself. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, I... I I actually think for me the the bigger thing with playing uh, music games and it, you know it is a genre that I adore um I consider you know rock bands some of my favorite games of recent years um I like having the room filled with the sound so headphones you know is cool and everything but I would rather actually be like at a at a gig with the music coming out of the speakers to either side of me or even in 5.1 um that really helps me immerse in 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 the in the play i find um but that said i can see what he's saying as well the the idea that these you know these are simple games with a simple interface um i mean there are quite a lot of handheld rhythm games obviously you got uh, the final fantasy theater rhythm um ostatakai oendan is a is a legendary title or, or elite beat agents um so yeah mm-hmm that could be a way but yes ideally I suppose if, if, if Parappa is still going to be a PlayStation property uh, cross format would be would be ideal finally from the forum this issue we have Dom's beard he says fond memories from when I was about 17 me and a friend used to rent Parappa every weekend for a period of about two months and play it whilst drinking and getting ready for a night out my favourite song has to be the M.I.X. the flower into the bowl it's a game that can't help make you smile I wonder if he uh, he could have just bought it if he rented it for uh, for eight weekends or whatever. <laughs> and now on to uh, a small but perfectly formed half dozen three word reviews. Let's start with Darren. Hmm. We have Roy forty two. He says rhythm action nightmare. A global magic dude says liked it really. Richard Atwood says kick bunch block. Uh, Somatic Primo he says money 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 is all you need Mm. and Colin Tanner made with love and uh, Zephyrlite Onion Sensei Wisdom lovely so um, to summarise for each of us uh, yeah just our our overall feelings about the, the, the the whole gamut the oeuvre, the proper oeuvre, and um, would we recommend that people somehow source them, play them now, or would we prefer a compilation or a sequel or or, or what, Darren? Yeah, I, as much as I'd love to see a sequel, I do think it has gone the way. It, it'll either go the way of the Monkey Ball series, and it'll just be, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll go down that sort of little horrible hole of you know losing its character and. Bit making it really easy and easier, just and making it less fun. You know, I would love to see a third game. Don't get me wrong, because uh, playing these recently, as I said earlier, it just made me beam with joy, and that that's that is the reason why I tell people, yeah, play Parappa the Rapper, but don't play it from. Like, I think Ryan may play this game differently, like as more of a challenge, but I just don't play this game 
don't take it seriously. Just let loose. Just you know, just enjoy the visuals, enjoy the audio, and just just cut loose and just enjoy your time playing it. It's um, that's the way I play it, and I, I find it a lot more relaxing and rewarding for me, even when I fail. Um, but yeah, if you're not really interested in doing like a you know an, an electronic Simon type game. I would recommend picking up the Rhythm Heaven show, uh, well, the Kane and Rich show, as well as the games. Um, it recently discounted for a fiver in Argos on the Wii version, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, if you're interested in the rhythm action genre and you haven't played one recently, uh, yeah, uh, I would definitely try and source the original games rather than emulation emulating them on, you know, on a PS3, as we spoke about earlier. It just doesn't work very well for Um Jamalami. Um, the the PSP version, the UMD disc, is is good. But I don't really like playing that game on a portable like you, Leon. I prefer to have it as a, a big screen, uh, noise-making machine in front of me. Uh, but yeah, I do really, really enjoy the series and uh, would love to see it return. But only when it's done right. The fact that the, the original, uh, you know, the voice actor wants to do it again uh, kind of excites me. Because if they changed anything about the characters, uh, the way the game looks and sounds it would it would totally destroy you know the the legacy that it's created and you know the the I gotta believe is such a well is it iconic I guess it is an iconic catchphrase you know people do people do quote it at me and people who don't really play video games definitely had a run with Prapper and I'm surprised Mm. to see the sales not uh, you know not rocket into the stratosphere like I thought they would Um, quite the reverse yeah, it's weird because, it, like you say, it does feel like everyone... Maybe it was the demo. Maybe the demo was just too good and people didn't really need to buy the game. You know what I mean? It just seemed like... like I was talking about it today, like, yeah, I'm doing a cane and rinse on the Prepper the Rapper. And they're like, oh, yeah, the kick punch bock man. Yeah, the, I've got to believe. And you're like, so people do know what this game is. But the people on a sequel... I mean, hands are up over here. I do. But uh, I can't... I don't know. It's, it, I just... I don't know what's happening to the rhythm action genre at the moment I can't really tell you um, but yeah uh, they definitely source the original game if you were to play any of them because it's uh, it might be really really hard but um, the, the tunes are probably my favourite out of the lot of them hmm. yeah I love these games um, but not really as games I suppose I don't love the actual the gameplay anymore um, they're probably the most frustrating um, from memory of the last time I played them um, music games other than um, probably the you know the first Space Channel 5 had similar sort of input issues the Mizuguchi United Game Artist Sega game Uh, I like that too very much similar things you know I love the music I love the style the aesthetic the characters with Parappa, it kind of the and and Parappa Two and Umjamalami, they kind of live in a similar compartment of my brain to something like Monkey Island, which is the funny games compartment, games which that succeed in that rare way of actually making me, you know, feel properly amused. Um, and part of that is the the excellent compositions of the tunes with you know humor and music is a very difficult thing to do, as people like Frank Zappa would tell you. Um, uh, and black lace, but um, they. I think Nana Unsha really succeeded for the most part. You know, some some of the songs I find much more memorable and and much more lovable than others. Inevitably, over the course of the almost you know twenty five tracks that cover these three games. But the thing is, in terms of playing a rhythm action game now, I would if I wanted a simple, 
input rhythm action game I would probably go for a, a rhythm Tengoku type game or um, Elite Beat Agents but even things like Guitar he- uh, Guitaru Man had, had moved on from this and compared to the transcendental euphoric experiences I got playing Rock Band and Beatles Rock Band um, the actual gameplay of this of, of just stabbing the fascia buttons and shoulder buttons in time to the beats just isn't there and, it, and not even to the point where the the score chasing fun that I got from frequency and amplitude um, and the, the addiction that that caused uh, not there either so I have to say I'd, I'm just as happy to watch these games on YouTube now as I as I would be to play them I don't own them anymore and that's exactly why but I think they were hugely important and I have a ridiculous amount of affection for them let's conclude with Parappa superfan Ryan <laughs> Ah, it's such a charming series. I love the art direction and the characters. Uh, the music is great. The, I guess the various situations that Parappa finds himself in are so unlike anything else that you'd experience in any other game. But, yeah, mechanically, they haven't really aged all that well. Uh, Parappa 1 especially is very difficult to sit down and play if you're out of practice or even if you're in practice. A lot of the... I guess the demandingness of the button inputs is uh, something that can be hard to overcome if you're just now getting into the series. And as the series went on, I think mechanically it became a bit more sound, but it lost a little bit of that character that sold people on it originally. I think Parappa 1 is the most interesting game. Uh, you know, and it's it's firmly worked itself into the gaming lexicon. The kick punch, it's all in the mind, is one of those I guess, great phrases of of gaming that people are kind of almost universally familiar mm. with. And so, if you are into kind of gaming history, I'd say you know Parappa One is definitely worth checking out. If you just want to play a good rhythm action game. Um, yeah, there are others that have been mentioned before that are probably a lot more accessible for somebody in, in the 21st century. But uh, you know, if you do want to experience Parappa, I'd actually say you know start with Parappa 2. There's a lot of continuity of jokes that reward people that start from the very beginning, but I think that Parappa 2 is mechanically the most sound, musically has a lot of uh, really fantastic, interesting things going on. And uh, it's 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 probably easier to get into. Um, yeah, and again, there is the um, you know just watching a let's play option, like you guys mentioned before. But yeah, I think there's something about the about failing at a song mm. many times and having to listen to it over and over that really works those songs into your mind, whether for better or for worse. But uh, um, uh, it, it's worth experiencing in some way. But I just don't know if I could. You know, with a clear conscience, recommend that people that have not experienced it before go back to the very first PlayStation 1 game and you know, play it. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Ryan. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have you back. You did okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really it for Parappa. Um, as I say, there may be more Nana on Shah on Kane and Rince one day, um, mm. possibly if we can work out how to do it um, but until then yes there are there are also other music games that we would love to cover um, we could just do one on Guitar Man alone 
Anyway, uh, it just remains for me, Leon Cox, to thank Darren Gargett and Ryan Heyman. And next time we jet off to Delfino Island for a dose of Super Mario Sunshine. For the one man button to move something Running par rap through laps Huddling rap And just when you thought your game was dead Man, we got you cooking up rhymes All in your think kettle Proceed and click the next level Fun, player